Trauma in Pregnancy Introduction Trauma in pregnancy has a wide spectrum ranging from mild single fall to standing height or striking the abdomen in an open drawer to major penetrating or high force blunt injuries such as a motor vehicle accident. Trauma in pregnancy has dramatically increased in the past 25 years and is now the number one cause of non-obstetrical maternal death in the United States. With major trauma, there is a 40-50% to 50% risk of fetal death. Even with minor trauma, if it occurs during the first or second trimester, there's an increase uh, to delivering the child with prematurity or low birth weight. Although infrequently encountered in the clinical setting, emergency medical physicians, trauma surgeons, OBGYNs should be aware of and prepared to manage a variety of complications associated with trauma in pregnancy. With sufficient knowledge of normal maternal physiology and potential pregnancy-related injury patterns, the physician facing a pregnant trauma victim will be better equipped to manage them, thus resulting in reduced morbidity and mortality. Pathophysiology Anatomic and Physiologic Changes in Pregnancy To be able to recognize abnormal vital signs and injuries in a pregnant patient, normal anatomic and physiologic changes in pregnancy must be understood. Multiple organ systems undergo changes during pregnancy. The major pertinent systems are discussed herein. Abdominal changes. The tone of the lower esophageal and gastric motility is reduced in pregnancy. This leads to reflux and retained food contents in the stomach, respectively. Because of these factors, there's an increase of aspiration, especially during intubation. The peritoneum stretches markedly, markedly and by the third trimester becomes much less sensitive to peritoneal irritation. Hematologic changes. But the plasma volume and the red blood cell mass increase through pregnancy. Plasma volume doubles by the end of the third trimester, however, in much higher proportion than the red blood cell mass increase. The, this results in dilutional anemia of pregnancy. The normal hemoglobin is 10 to 14 grams per deciliter by the term. The liver becomes hypermetabolic, increasing production of coagulation factors and fibrinogen. With this production, the patient is now more at risk for developing deep vein thrombosis and disseminated intravascular coagulation. Pulmonary changes. Respiratory rate times tidal volume equals minute ventilation. Respiratory rate does not change during pregnancy. Counterintuitively, though, tidal volume increased by 40%, leading to a 40% increase in minute volume. This leads to a lowered partial pressure of CO2 of 30 millimeters of mercury. Normal values range between 35 and 45, resulting in a chronically compensated respiratory alkalosis. This must be taken into account when evaluating a blood gas. The diaphragm is elevated by approximately 2 to 4 centimeters at term. Cardiovascular changes. Pregnancy-related cardiovascular changes require careful interpretation of the vital signs in the trauma patient. Pulse in the third trimester elevates to 15 to 20 beats per minute. The blood pressure goes down by 15 to 20 millimeters of mercury. However, returns to normal during the third trimester. Any sign of hypotension should be evaluated immediately given this return to normal level. It should not be attributed to the pregnant state as this is an interpretation of exclusion in the setting of trauma. Finally, as, previous, as noted previously, the plasma volume rises by 50%, thus leading to a potentially delayed recognition of shock. By the time the maternal blood pressure falls, the patient may have already sustained a 30% blood loss. Premature labor. Premature labor is defined as the presence of uterine contractions occurring at less than 36 weeks gestation, accompanied by cervical changes, labor. Although the, the trauma patients may feel pain similar to real labor contractions, these pains may not represent contractions. Placental abruption. Placental abruption is the leading cause of fetal death 
not related to maternal death. It occurs about 1-5% to 5 of minor trauma. It is important to note that this classic triad of vaginal bleeding, abdominal pain, and uterine irritability may not be present. The edges of the placenta may encase the bleeding internally. In addition, the peritoneum being marked insensitive given the massive stretching near term. Ultrasound may be helpful in the diagnosis, but is not sensitive. Amniotic fluid embolus. Uncommon and catastrophic, the pathophysiology of amniotic embolus is currently poorly understood. The patient may present much like a massive pulmonary thrombotic embolus. There is no specific treatment for this entity with the exception of supportive care, intubation, vasopressors, and transfusion. Uterine rupture. Although a rare complication of trauma, fetal mortality approaches 100% when present. It is most often occurs in the third trimester. Because of the high amount of force required to cause uterine rupture, it is commonly associated with pelvic fractures and bladder injuries. The classic presentation is dramatic. Abdominal pain, distension due to unfolding of the fetus, palpable fetal parts, and shock. However, given the peritoneum's insensitivity in the third trimester, there may be no pain present. High index of suspicion accompanied by prompt recognition is critical. Treatment is exploratory, laparotomy, delivery of the fetus, and supportive care. History and physical. Trauma assessment and resuscitation priorities are the same in the non-pregnant woman, but modified to thereafter to address changes that occur in the later stages of pregnancy. This includes a primary, secondary, and tertiary survey. Attention should be paid to the vital signs as they change throughout the normal pregnancy, noting changes to physiology as described previously. If alert and able, all women of childbearing age involved in trauma should be questioned on feasibility of pregnancy. Clinical assessment alone may identify a potential injury to the uterus or fetus. Concerning findings include penetrating injury to the abdomen, vaginal bleeding, ruptured membranes, bulging perineum, presence of contractions, and an abnormal fetal heart rate or rhythm. Vaginal bleeding is abnormal before labor and can be indicative of placental abruption. Early labor, premature cervical dilation, or placenta previa. Rupture of the amniotic sac should be suspected when there is cloudy white or green discharge, which leads to increased risk of infection. A ruptured amniotic sac may also lead to umbilical cord prolapse, which itself is an obstetric emergency requiring immediate cesarean section. Evaluation. Fetal heart tones can be auscultated with a stethoscope at 20 weeks gestation. Prior to this, a Doppler is needed. Evaluation of the fetus itself is best performed with tokenometry, which is the most accurate means of, of detect fetal heart distress. Fetal heart tones can be detected as early as 12 weeks gestation and are normally between 120 to 160 beats per minute. Initially, fetal hypoxia manifests as tachycardia but the arterial oxygen content decreases. The fetus ultimately becomes bradycardic. Therefore, any sustained rate below 120 beats per minute should be recognized as fetal distress. If fetal distress is detected, the maternal blood loss must be suspected. Monitoring of fetal heart rate should be initiated on any woman greater than 24 weeks gestation, and it's typically recommended for four to six hours duration after the initial presentation.